Hey, faithful listener. Thanks for tuning in to the P40 Ministries daily podcast. This podcast is dedicated to helping you grow spiritually so you can grow personally. Let's grow together by building a consistent Bible reading routine. This is Jen, your host, and today we will be discussing the book of Exodus. Hey, happy Wednesday, friends and faithful listeners. You have tuned into the P40 Ministries podcast with your host, Jen. And thank you so much for coming onto the podcast and reading the Bible with me. But today we're actually going to be talking about a really peculiar passage of scripture here. This is about uh, more about Aaron being consecrated for God. In other words, set apart as the high priest. So we're going to be talking about this today. And, you know, I had a hard time with this passage of scripture, because so much of it is just so absurd to us Westerners, <laughs> or at least me, it's just very absurd. So it's it was hard for me to um, talk about this on the podcast today and to research this. And I was like, man, I don't know what I'm going to say about this stuff. But you know, it's going to be a very interesting portion because it is unique. And so let's go ahead and read this. I'll be reading out the WEB version as I always do. Grab your cup of coffee or your cup of tea. And let's go ahead and read, let's see here, Exodus chapter 29, verses 15 through 25. You shall also take the one ram, and Aaron and his sons shall lay their hands on the head of the ram. You shall kill the ram, and you shall take its blood and sprinkle it around the altar. You shall cut the ram into its pieces, and wash its innards and its legs, and put them with its pieces and with its head. You shall burn the whole ram on the altar. It is a burnt offering to Yahweh. It is a pleasing aroma, an offering made by fire to Yahweh. You shall take the other ram, and Aaron and his sons shall lay their hands on the head of the ram. Then you shall kill the ram and take some of its blood and put it on the tip of the right ear of Aaron and on the tip of the right ear of his sons and on the thumb of their right hands and on the big toe of their right foot and sprinkle the blood around the altar. You shall take of the blood that is on the altar and of the anointing oil and sprinkle it on Aaron and on his garments and on his sons and on the garments of his sons with him. And he shall be made holy and his garments and his sons and his son's garments with him. And you shall also take some of the ram's fat, the fat tail, the fat that covers the innards, the cover of the liver, the two kidneys, and the fat that is on them, and the right thigh, for it is the ram of consecration, and one loaf of bread, one cake of oiled bread, and one wafer out of the basket of unleavened bread that is before Yahweh. And you shall put all of this in Aaron's hands and in his son's hands, and shall wave them for a wave offering before Yahweh. And you shall take them from their hands and burn them on the altar on the burnt offering, for it is a pleasing aroma before Yahweh. Yahweh. It is an offering made by fire to Yahweh. This is how we know that God loves hamburgers. (laughs) He smells those hamburgers grilling away on the altar and he loves the smell of them. That's what my pastor said one week, and I thought it was hilarious. And he's like, who doesn't love the smell of a good hamburger? Which is very true. I mean, when I hear uh, that sizzling sound of those hamburgers grilling in the summertime, mm, that is just so good. I love a good hamburger. Or a good steak, too. 
I'm going to just throw that out there. I just love a good steak or a good hamburger. But anyway, we see here that this was kind of a weird portion of scripture, right? Because we don't do this stuff nowadays. So how are we supposed to talk about this or understand what God was trying to say here if if this is just so foreign to us? So let's go back and try to figure out what was happening here. So first and foremost, there were three animals that um, were supposed to be killed. First was the bull, which is when we talked about that with Bill McMinn on Friday. You know, the, you know, Aaron and his sons were supposed to lay their hands on that bull to kind of identify with that bull. And then they were supposed to kill that bull as a sin offering. So we talked about that on Friday. And today, now we're talking about these rams. There's two rams now. And the first ram is supposed to be cut into pieces, which is so absurd and bizarre to us. You know, first and foremost, Westerners don't like animal sacrifice to begin with. We, we try to stray away from that topic a little bit. <laughs> I know that for a fact. I, I kind of do it myself sometimes. But here's the thing. When we see this kind of stuff, we have to realize this was necessary for that time period. Because if we don't believe that that was necessary for that time period, then we are saying that Jesus's death is not necessary. Because that is what we live under right now. But it wasn't like that back then. Jesus wasn't around yet. And he wasn't going to come around until the time that he did for various reasons. So back then they had to go through these animal sacrifices in order to have their sins forgiven. So it's important to recognize that this wasn't a barbaric thing that they were doing. But this was something that was saving their lives in a sense. You know, these animals were taking the sins and and dying for that person. So that person wouldn't die in their sins and be unforgiven. So this was important for this time period. And animal sacrifices were extremely common back then. Everyone did them. We know that for a fact because we see, um, you know, other gods from this time period required human and or baby and or animal sacrifices in order to make them, you know, right with that uh, little G God. But God here is doing this completely different. He says, no human sacrifices, no baby sacrifices, animal sacrifices only. And he does it in a unique way as well. He's, he's making Aaron and his sons put their hands on this animal. So think about that. Aaron and his sons are actually identifying with this animal, feeling sorry for it, uh, you know, realizing that this, this animal is taking the place for them. That was the point of Aaron and his sons placing their hands on this animal. That, at that point, they are identifying with this animal and touching it and getting close to it and realizing that this animal is about to take their place on that altar. So that is why God did it this way. He did it in a way that the people were supposed to show remorse for the animals that they were killing. So that <laughs> I think that is why people dislike animal sacrifice so much because it's an innocent animal being killed in the place of a person who is not innocent. So to us nowadays, the concept of animal sacrifices is just an uncomfortable thing. We don't like it. But like I said before, if we think of animal sacrifice that way for these people, that it was a terrible thing that these people were doing, how could God allow such a thing to happen? Then we are also thinking that about Jesus's sacrifice for us. Because that is what we live under nowadays. So it was necessary back then to do this. And it was necessary for Jesus to come as well to save us. So this was a necessary thing that they were doing. 
in verses 15 through 18, it says here um, to cut the ram up into pieces. This is the first time this is mentioned actually in scripture about God requiring uh, somebody to cut up the ram into pieces. But the pieces were supposed to actually be washed. It said it was supposed to wash the innards, the legs, and put them with the pieces and with the heads. And then you should burn the entire ram on the altar. It's a burnt offering to Yahweh. It's a pleasing aroma. So this was different than a sin offering. We already saw the sin offering with the bull. Some of it had to be taken outside of the camp to show that, you know, the sin was separated from the camp. And the bull was um, killed in the place for Aaron and for the sons, Aaron's sons. And uh, now this ram, the entire thing is on the altar, not being taken outside the camp or anything like that. But the entire thing is on the altar. And this was a pleasing aroma to God. When he smelled that steak (laughs) on the grill, he enjoyed the smell of it. And so this was something that wasn't a sin offering, but this was showing the priest's dedication to God by giving this particular Um, this particular ram as a sacrifice to Yahweh, showing that they were burning the entire thing, showing that they were, you know, going to be giving their entire lives to God in service to him. So that was the point of this particular offering that was made here. But now it talks about the last ram, but this one is the real bloody one, the one that (laughs) is kind of uncomfortable to talk about. It says that they should kill the ram, take some of the blood and put it on the tip of the right ear of Aaron and on the tip of the right ear of his sons, on the thumb of their right hand and on the big toe of their right foot. So what is happening there? That is just absurd to us, right? This is the end of this entire ceremony that they are going through. You know, the start of the ceremony was Aaron and his sons had to be washed, you know, washed with water and cleaned. They had to put on their fancy garments that uh, everybody made for them. They had to first kill the sacrifice, the the sin sacrifice, then they had to kill this other sacrifice. And now this is kind of like the crowning moment where they, they are truly becoming priests to God. This is a joyous occasion in a sense. And this right here with this blood, this is the moment where they become holy. So the blood signifies that they are being made pure through the sacrificing of these animals. Death was necessary in order for a person, a sinful person to be made right with God. That is the law of sin and death. Okay, that is what they call it, the law of sin and death. When Adam and Eve took that fruit in the garden and disobeyed God, sin entered into the world. And that is why nowadays we have death. We have suffering. We have trials. We have all sorts of terrible things because sin equals death. And death is the opposite of God, which is life. So in order for a person to be basically cleansed of that sin or made holy, set apart, as a different kind of person, death was necessary. So this blood signifies that Aaron and his sons are being made clean, holy, pure for their uh, their new priestly career that they are about to do. So when Moses here puts that blood on Aaron's ear, his right ear, you know, the right side, most people are right-handed, not everybody, but most people are right-handed. So the right side is typically considered to be the powerful side, the best. So that's that's what the right side signifies. So when Moses puts that on Aaron's ear, on his right ear, it's showing that Aaron is now going to be hearing 
God's words. He's going to be cleansed and be able to hear God's voice. When it's put on his right thumb and his son's right thumbs, they are going to be doing the work for God. You know, they they are now holy to do that work for God. And then when it's put on their big toe, it's showing that they are now going to be walking in a different way than other people walk. They are going to be priests. They're going to be holy. They're going to be able to talk directly to God. And now I don't believe that this blood had to be on them at all times. Because <laughs> next time they wash, they're going to, you know, get rid of it. But um, but that is what the blood signified. And why the right ear, the right thumb, and the right big toe were chosen to commemorate this um, ceremony that they were doing for God. It was just a lot of symbolism, so much symbolism in all of this that we see consistently ties into a lot of different scripture. I think there's a verse somewhere in the New Testament that talks about now that we Christians are changed, we're going to be hearing God's voice, we're going to be working well, and we're going to be walking in his ways. That is extremely consistent with what we are seeing right here with this ceremony that Moses would someday be performing for Aaron, the high priest, and for Aaron's sons, the priests. And they were going to be shouldering this kind of responsibility to do this stuff for the nation of Israel because the nation of Israel was not going to be able to do this. So God was putting these priests in place so that the people could, in fact, be forgiven when Aaron, you know, takes this stuff to God and, you know, does the sin sacrifices for the people and uh, listens to God's words and relays it to the people. So this was a very fantastic work that Aaron and his sons were doing, something very, very unique that could help the people come to God and have that relationship with God. So then after this, not only should the blood be on the right side of Aaron's body and also um, the sons, but it should also be lightly sprinkled on his clothes. So this this was not saying that uh, the blood had to be like splattered all over these beautiful clothes that Aaron was wearing. I believe the Hebrew word was actually just like flicked. So basically with all this color that Aaron was wearing already, I doubt that that blood was even noticeable, this tiny little like, speckles of blood, but it would be noticeable to God. At this point, Aaron would almost be covered by the blood, <laughs> which is another term we hear nowadays. We are nowadays covered by Jesus's blood, okay, which gives us that forgiveness and that salvation so that we can, you know, someday live with God. So in a sense, Aaron is also covered by the blood and so is the sons. So then after this, it talks about this wave offering, which I'm going to go way more into depth on uh, Friday with this one because it talks way more in depth about a wave offering. But this is literally a, a completely new, unique thing that God just invented. And this is the first time it's introduced in the Bible. This is a wave offering where Aaron and the sons are literally waving stuff. <laughs> and that is the wave offering that they're supposed to give to God. So I'm going to talk more about that on Friday. I'm not going to really go into depth on that right now because we're already running out of time today. But join in on Friday if you're curious about the wave offering and what that means and what that signifies and why God would have... Aaron and his sons do such a weird kind of offering. So friends and faithful listeners, thank you for tuning into this episode. And uh, you know what? I have a brand new t-shirt in the shop. It is the logo of the podcast. And it says, so it's a, it's a cup. It's a P40 Ministries cup that is wearing a pair of headphones. 
and underneath it it says uh, grab your cup of coffee and in tiny little print it says or your cup of tea so if you want to support p40 ministries check out the new logo t-shirt that is available in the p40 ministries shop and get one for yourself and tell people about the podcast if this podcast has touched you in some way definitely share it with your friends and family members and on your social media platforms as well but friends and faithful listeners thank you so much for tuning in this morning i hope you have a fantastic rest of your wednesday happy listening and god bless (music) 